1: This is probably the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. I'm not on any medication, nor have I ever experienced sleep paralysis. I've rarely had any paranormal experiences, or scary experiences in general. Which is why I'm kind of nervous to share mine, as I have no idea what the responses will be. But here goes nothing. So, I had a dream about two monkeys. They're the ones that have those huge red eyes and tiny pupils. I'm not sure what they're called, but they're terrifying to me and they were climbing on top of each other now, under that was a caption that said autism yeah I don't know why though but then uh, the scene changed to a, a museum filled with giant snakes that were all in their own chambers all the chambers had spaces in the wall that would allow them to escape if they wanted to which is why I spent most of the dream flying in the air and pressing myself against the ceiling and then I woke up because I actually felt something climb onto my mattress I could literally feel the weight of whatever was climbing onto my bed and the mattress was actually going down. And then on my other leg, I felt something small sitting on it. I immediately thought it was one of those monkey things so I shook my leg hoping that it would fall off my bed and hit its head hard enough to die or something. And then I heard this dog-like thing sniffing my inner thigh. So I stopped holding my breath thinking that it was my dog and I stuck my thumb out trying to find its mouth so I could see if she'd lick me because she usually does that and it did. So thinking it was my dog I lifted my head from under the covers but when I did there was nothing there. I literally sat there just staring at nothing thinking that somebody's head would pop out from the end of my bed or something but nothing ever happened. I've had this happen to me before when I was younger and it's something that I remember clearly. I was around the age of 11 or 12 and felt another child climb into my bed so I screamed for my parents naturally and when they came in they told me that nobody else was in the house. Does anyone know what's happening or have had any similar experiences to mine? So this happened in 2011. I'd just gotten out of a rough relationship a few months prior to this happening as well. My friends encouraged me to try dating again, so I eventually caved and made a profile on the website Plenty of Fish. I was surprised with just how many messages I'd received within the first few hours too. Most were just people saying hi or asking to hook up. I wasn't looking for a hook up, so I ignored those messages. And after about a week, a guy roughly about an hour away from me messaged me. And he was cute, so I messaged him back. The conversation was pretty casual at first. He asked if I'd like to go for a coffee sometime, and not thinking anything of it, I said sure. And This is where it started getting a bit weird, though. He started to get pushy and asked when we could grab a coffee, and I told him that I didn't have my own car, so I'd have to borrow my mum's car to meet up with him. He offered to come and pick me up, but I wasn't comfortable with the idea. And the next message it made my blood run cold because it read, I'm sure your hometown isn't that big. If I knocked on a few doors, someone would be able to tell me where you lived. I replied, are you crazy? I'm sorry, but that's kind of creepy. And This really pissed him off. He messaged me multiple times after this and everything said, you know I have a gun, right? I could shoot you and make you disappear no one would look for you you're nothing but a dirty slut and I could kill you I'll throw you down a well and no one will ever find you obviously I was really scared at this point so I asked him just to please leave me alone he replied though with the following I know where your hometown is it's not a big town and I can find you at this point I'd had enough and I just blocked him I reported this account to plenty of fish as well and I deleted my account eventually. I was really on edge for the next few weeks after the fact. I was afraid that he was actually going to come look for me. Luckily nothing ever came from it but I do wonder what just would have happened if I had gone out for that coffee. So me and my mum were staying with a friend and they put us up for a week or so in this small village while we visited. It was our first ever time visiting there, it creeped us out for sure. And while it was our first time visiting there, we didn't know at the time but it was also going to be our last. So it was in the last few days of our visit that we decided to go to a pub to watch the royal wedding. My mum and her friend went out to get a cigarette and I decided to go out to get some air as well. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary to me at first but I distinctly remember my mum and her friend saying that it seemed eerily quiet and the outside had a really strange atmosphere to it. In the end, they pinned it down to everyone just watching the royal wedding. They carried on talking on the step of the door and just around the corner is a bus stop which runs pretty regularly. A man got off and carried on walking. He seemed quite shifty but again we didn't think too much of it and we didn't really see what he looked like and the day carried on as normal. A few days later we nipped to the shop just down the road from the place that we watched the wedding to get some sweets. While we were in there a police officer entered and asked if we'd been around this exact place on the day of the royal wedding. We said that we'd been at the pub watching it and she carried on to say that a family of four were murdered and there were reports that the individual got on the bus that headed this way before he went and killed them. She proceeded to tell us about the suspect, and it turns out that it was that guy that had gotten off that bus, looked shifty, and then just walked away. We told the officer what we could, but couldn't be of much more help. The murders rocked the village, apparently, and the dude got caught, and eventually got 40 years in prison. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units, and with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. So me, my fiancé and her children, moved into our dream home house in September of 2018. And at first, everything was perfect. It wasn't until a few months after moving in though that we started to experience the strangeness as we called it. The first situation happened one night when me and my fiancé were sleeping in our bedroom. We always slept with the lights off because, well, that's what normal people do, right? And I've never thought twice about it. However, this night just felt different. She was making strange noises, and I felt very strange as if there was this kind of static type energy around the room. She started mumbling in her sleep, and I couldn't make out any of the words, but she seemed as if she was struggling, maybe? I tried to wake her, but she just wouldn't wake up. I tried to ignore it in the end and go back to sleep, but this static, strange feeling just got so bad that I just had to turn on my bedside lamp. She just kept making these strange noises and it made me so uncomfortable that I had this completely what felt like random sudden urge to close my bathroom door that was diagonal to our bed. I really can't explain what made me do this seemingly unrational decision but it's as if everything in my entire being was telling me to close this bathroom door. Again being a complete skeptic to anything paranormal or strange I still couldn't shake this deep urge to close this door for some reason so I got up from the bed to close it. Now, I only made it a few steps towards the bathroom door when my fiancée shot up straight in the bed, gasping for air and began bawling her eyes out. I darted over to her to comfort her, and she began rambling about how she felt as if something was holding her down. Yet, she said that she had left her body. I'm guessing sleep paralysis upon further research, but she was standing in the corner where the bathroom door was allegedly... She said she saw me walking towards her and that's what woke her up. Now all this being said I was a skeptic and I didn't really believe in things like this. But she was not one to ever make something up like this and with the look of complete horror on her face I actually believed her. After that incident we both agreed that we just didn't feel safe in that room anymore. Something fell off so we both just went downstairs to sleep on our living room couch that very same night not even 30 minutes later her son under being five years old at the time started screaming bloody murder but due to the strange situation we had earlier we were both still awake I jumped off the couch and ran upstairs he was already running downstairs to us and we met in the kitchen on the middle floor once I was able to calm him down and stop him from crying he was able to explain what was wrong and he said that clear as day He saw black things coming out from his wall that were trying to hurt him now i understand that he was just five years old he could have had a bad dream for sure but this was the very first time that he had ever claimed such a thing even the first time that he ever claimed to have a bad dream since i've known him and i had been in the picture for well over two years at this point again though being a skeptic it just didn't seem possible in this moment especially considering what had just happened 30 minutes before, and so again I believed him. So I comforted him and brought him down with me and his mother to the living room to sleep with us, and my fiancé also got her daughter from her room because it just didn't feel safe anymore leaving them alone. The next incident though was pretty small, but I still can't explain it. So a few weeks had passed from that night and me and my fiancé were in our living room, she was on the sofa and I was on this lazy boy. We were just watching TV and the kids were in the upstairs living room just playing and I remember my fiancé's daughter distinctively came downstairs to tell us something but when she saw me she started freaking out and crying. Us being worried her mother went after her asking what was wrong and she said the girl next to me was mad at her. Now this was really strange because The only ones that were there were me, my fiancé, her son, and daughter. Confused, we asked her what she meant, and she directly said, the girl in the weird white dress doesn't want me here. I remember being so thrown off from this that it made me kind of feel a bit ill, especially after what had happened already. I knew that something wasn't right, and she said that there basically was a little girl in a white dress next to me where I was sitting and when she went to talk to me she said that it didn't like her. I still to this day don't even know what to make of this because it's just really weird. But a few more weeks pass and things had almost gone back to normal. Except not quite because since that night there just seemed to be a, a thick tension in the air if that's the right way to put it. Something had shifted. My fiance seemed tense and easily irritable which was very against her nature. She would fly off the handle at things just a few weeks prior she wouldn't think twice about, and honestly she just didn't seem herself. The next experience that happened follows a few weeks after this, and it was intense and before I say the following I need the reader to understand that I assure you that everything that I'm telling you is the truth. The details are a little bit blurry because I tried to push it out of my mind as best as I could. So it started as a regular evening. I had just gotten home from work and my fiancé and I were relaxing downstairs in the living room watching TV. Everything seemed normal, however at some point I noticed my fiancé had put on some headphones and was listening to music pretty loudly. Everything seemed normal but at some point I noticed my fiancé had put some headphones on and was listening to music pretty loudly. At the time I didn't really think anything of it, But this was strange because she hadn't really done that before. Especially since we were both watching TV together it just kind of seemed peculiar but again I just brushed it off. However she did seem really agitated towards me for some reason. I remember trying to recall if I'd done something to upset her. Trying to rack my brain as I sat there but I truly couldn't think of anything. So again I just brushed it off. A few hours go by and she just seems increasingly agitated as well, to the point where she basically won't look at me. She's just kind of sitting in the corner of the couch listening to loud music, ignoring me. It starts to unsettle me, so I begin to ask her what's wrong. And she loses it. She starts throwing things at me, screaming at me. We fight over what, until this day, I seriously cannot for the life of me think of. I don't even remember what the argument was about, like at all, but it was just a blur. But the next thing I do remember is that she just storms upstairs. Me, still upset and really confused, I stay downstairs and I just continue watching TV letting her go to give her some space. Maybe 30 minutes to an hour go by and I go to check on her and I find her upstairs in her bedroom on the floor, in the pitch black, crying on the floor. I go to her and ask her what's wrong but she doesn't answer. She just continues to cry on the floor for a few more minutes and I continue to try and comfort her but it's almost as if she doesn't even notice that I'm there. She then stands directly up almost in like a trance sort of thing and begins shuffling around the house really slowly. I follow her asking her what the hell she's doing but she never really gives me a reply. She just continues shuffling slowly around the house with this strange look on her face. She goes from our upstairs bedroom down the stairs to our kitchen in the middle floor. She then goes to the banisters in the kitchen and drops to her knees and begins banging her head on them. At this point, I know that something really strange is going down, but I just can't seem to help her or get her out of this trance-like state. So I just follow her and I put my hands in front of her forehead so that she wasn't completely bashing her forehead on the banisters. I was pleading for her to stop and snap out of it but she just completely ignored me as if I wasn't even there. Then she stood back up and began walking upstairs. She goes into our bedroom, walks into the bathroom, walks into our closet, and drops to her knees. At this point she's spluttering out what seemed to be nonsense that I just can't understand. She continues to bang her head on the carpeted closet floor, the whole time I'm trying to talk to her, get to her but to no prevail. Eventually though I'm just over it, I'm freaked out beyond belief and I just want this to be over. So I grab her and I try to lift her up and she begins almost hissing at me, trying to bite me and it frightens me but I know that whatever the hell is going on I can't just let her do this. So I forcefully heard her downstairs and the whole time she's cussing at me making really strange noises and I get to the downstairs living room and I put her on the couch. Then she just starts laughing at me almost in an evil way as well. Now I know my fiance and this this just wasn't her. The look on her face literally wasn't her own and I could tell that something had taken her over or something like that. I know that that sounds crazy, but that's the only way I can put it. So I out her on the couch and ask her what the hell is going on and what's happening. I can remember her laughing and just looking me in the face saying that she's gone. She kept saying it over and over again. She's gone. She's gone, you stupid fuck. She's gone. And when she started saying this stuff, I was completely terrified. I mean, I had seen enough scary movies to know what was happening. So I told her that I don't accept that, I kept trying to get to her and this happened for a few minutes, all the while I had to almost hold her on this couch, and the next thing I know she lunges at me trying to bite me, but this time, this time is different. When she lunges towards me and grabs onto my shoulder, I feel this huge wave of energy that comes along with it, that's the best way I can explain it as well, just a a wave of energy. She makes contact with me and I feel this completely overwhelming wave of emotion and just nausea. I immediately run to a trash can just a few feet away and begin dry heaving extremely heavily. No vomit comes out but I feel something coming out of my mouth but I don't physically see anything. Seconds later I begin crying uncontrollably, harder than I've ever cried in my entire life, just bawling and I crawl up in a ball and I just cry my eyes out. I can feel this extremely strange emotion inside of me that I can't even begin to explain, but I just sit there on the floor and I cry. I notice my fiancé after I begin vomiting has collapsed on the floor, and even though I was crying my eyes out, I can still remember the way that she fell, because it was kind of like a ragdoll was just dropped. Her knees just buckled and she fell to the carpet. Seconds later, she was gasping for air and crawled to me to comfort me. She then began saying, I'm so sorry, over and over again. It only took a minute or two for me to regather myself, but after I did, I left that house because I just had to get out. The emotion that had taken over me was too overwhelming, and I felt like I was just emotionally drowning. I ran outside, and my fiancé followed, and as soon as I got outside, I felt this feeling disappear. I felt normal again. Me and my fiancé just sat outside in our driveway until the morning came, and nothing that intense happened again, the remainder of our lease there as well. And you can bet your bottom dollar that we moved out September of 2019 as soon as our lease was up. But since that night, we never really felt safe in that house again. I really struggled sleeping there, and if I did, the lights were always on, and I only ever got a few hours a night. And as someone who has always been a bit of a skeptic of the paranormal, I really just don't know what to make of any of this. I try to be a factor of an individual as much as possible, but no matter how hard I try, I just cannot explain what happened that night. I truly believe that it was something paranormal and it was terrifying and it's changed my views of what's out there for sure. Nothing has happened to us since we moved out of that house and I'm really hoping that it stays that way. I tell my story mostly to just vent because I've never told anyone this. It feels really good though to get it off my chest because I've been living with this for some time. But if anyone has had any similar experiences and they feel like sharing, I'm definitely willing to listen because what happened to me has changed me forever. And to anyone out there who is going through something like this, I just want you guys to know that you're not alone.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie Mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: My eyes are dark blue on the outside but on the inside they're like a light blue. Different shades basically and I also have a bit of brown around the pupils. So I work at a gas station just off the main highway in Canada so I meet a lot of different people. Some are creepy and some are okay. I've had older men look at me and ask if my eyes were real and if they could have them. Not that creepy right? But then there was this one guy that just took it a little too far. So I was out doing some chores around the gas station like normal. It was extremely early and the sun hadn't popped up yet. My partner was inside but he kept watching over me. Due to me being the youngest and a certain encounter that I had, my co-workers tend to be protective of me. He was watching me through the large windows but there was a section where he couldn't see me, the dumpster. So I happened to be in this section just cleaning up garbage when I saw a guy with a plastic bag walk up and tossed it in the dumpster. I have a habit of looking at the person who walks close to me and when I looked at him he must have noticed my eyes. The light outside was pretty strong I'll admit. And he says to me are your eyes real? I say yeah trying to continue to work and he says wow they're beautiful walking closer to me. I say thanks feeling uncomfortable once again but I'm used to this and then he says can I have them? I let out a small chuckle thinking that he was joking as a lot of people did but when he didn't laugh and he just stared at me I began to feel a little bit uneasy so I stopped what I was doing and I turned to leave and that's when he grabbed my arm no I want your eyes uh sir please let go of me oh come on I want to stare at those eyes forever sir I tried to free my arm from him but he happened to be stronger than me and didn't let go please just let go of me. I did another tug and I finally freed myself from him and I ran inside. I told my partner what had happened but when he went outside to confront the man he had disappeared. I honestly don't know if he was just on drugs or if he was crazy and honestly I don't want to find out. To some this might not be bad but to me it was definitely creepy. I mean, yeah, sure, I've had people comment about my eyes and people jokingly ask for them. My co-workers did the same when we first met, but this guy… this guy seemed serious. After a painful breakup, I decided to try Tinder and Bumble. I'd gone on a few dates on both and everything went fine. This one guy on Tinder seemed nice enough, and he was attractive and intelligent, and a school teacher in the area, too. We talked for about two weeks before the idea of a date came up, but he said that he'd been in a recent auto accident leading to a concussion. He was thus advised against unnecessary driving for at least a month, and as a person in the medical field, this actually checked out to me. We talked for about two months as he was healing, and then finally had our date. We had lunch at a place that he picked. It was fine and the food was good and the alcohol selection was nice. He was rude to the waitress which put him in the negative along with his MySpace photo angles but after lunch he asked if I would take a walk with him through this park. I said yes and we drove there separately. It was about one mile away. We walked through the park until we came by some swings. I beelined for them because my love swings and there was nobody else in the park as i was happily swinging he stood there just watching me and finally he asked hey what do you think would happen if you were to die right now how would you feel and i laughed feeling happy on the swings and i said i'd be happy i guess and then he asked well what would you feel if someone made that happen and so i asked what he meant and he elaborated what would you feel if i were to make you crack your head as you fell off the swings That's all the specifics that I remember because what followed was this guy describing how he would kill and torture me. I don't remember the specifics but I do remember thinking, oh crap, there's no one here, let's keep him happy. And agreeing to certain words like scream, pain, and big. Finally, a family started down the hill toward us and as soon as I saw them, I booked it. Him at my heels blathering about whatever it was that he was talking about. I got to my car and there was a full audience at this point and he leaned into me saying so I'm going to lean into you and I flinched away from him and he straightened up and ran to his car and left. I tried to report him on tinder but he had already deleted his account at this point. He never did tell me his last name he explicitly wouldn't when I asked that day as well. Two weeks later, he texted me saying that my manners were horrible and that my swing set banter was terrible. I blocked him and I had nightmares for weeks afterwards. So this was back in high school in prom night. I was a sophomore loser just helping take down decorations, so no booze for me in full disclosure. I was 16 and it might have been 1 o'clock in the morning by the time that I was driving home from the train station where prom was held. Actually a really nice venue to be honest, in rural southern VA. At the time I drove this piece of crap 1994 F-150 which was built like a freaking tank and I wasn't super familiar with the roads around the train station but the one that I was on had cornfields on both sides for a few acres back. Then it turned into the deep woods. I'm headed home doing maybe 45 when all of a sudden half of my truck just pops up and down like I've hit the mother of all speed humps on one side and having just got my license I was like oh shit so I pulled over to make sure that I hadn't messed up a blown tire. I put the truck in park and look back for a second and when I do I see this huge mass just laying in the middle of the road that 100% was not there when I stopped. My first instinct was I just killed someone's dog and my heart drops. I've got my hand on the door handle ready to go see if this dog is okay when the hairs on my arms just stand up. On instinct I look in the rearview mirror to see this thing getting up. And at first I was kind of stoked and maybe surprised that it was bigger than I thought but stoked that it was alive. And then it really stood up like on two legs. Mind you this was all illuminated by my crappy brake lights in the middle of nowhere and I was pretty freaked out but when it stood up I could tell that it was kind of hunched over and even then it was almost as tall as the nine or ten foot corn in the fields. It had a massive rib cage, emaciated, long face, a hollow looking thing just stood up and looked dead at me before shuffling across the road back into the fields. And at that I just took off and drove home and cried a bit and eventually when I got home I just went to sleep. I found a massive dent in my fender the next morning and I knew that I had really hit something. It messed me up for a good while and even now I still don't like driving at night. A few years ago me and my friend had decided to check out an old house that we had found. It was at the edge of some woods in a clearing and pretty derelict. Overall, it looked pretty eerie but we were looking for an adventure so we carried on with our plan. The front door was boarded shut pretty tight so we headed to the back and it was also boarded up. Next to the door was a window that looked fairly easy to slide up. The glass was broken and there were cobwebs on the inside. We looked through the window and noticed the inside was pretty empty aside from a few bottles on the floor. We managed to slide the window up and we climbed inside and instantly there was a smell that I can only describe as just putrid like garbage. The room that we were in though seemed to have previously been a lounge or a dining room or something but there was no furniture obviously. Directly across from where we had entered there was an old kitchen, the floor tiles had been removed along with any appliances leaving the walls pretty much bare aside from outlines of where they had previously been. We moved into the next room, which still had the carpet and an old painting hung on the wall above a door next to it, where a few empty bottles of what I assume was alcohol were. We opened the door, and there were these stairs leading downstairs into darkness. And when we opened the door, we could just barely hear a faint tapping noise coming from down there. We didn't have a flashlight, so we didn't want to go down there. So we just closed the door and headed towards the staircase at the end of the room. But as we headed up, we noticed the smell in the air was just getting stronger. At the top, none of the rooms had doors apart from one. The door was black and it looked like it was covered in scratches that it kind of looked like claw marks. One of the rooms was a bathroom that was empty, apart from a bathtub. The bottom was covered in yellow spots, but by the tub there were loads and loads of syringe-like needles, probably about 10 or 15 of them on the floor next to some newspaper and strings. We moved over to the room with the door, and it seemed like the smell was coming from this room. We opened the door slowly, and it was pretty dark inside as the window was coming up. There were lots of garbage bags on the floor, and in the corner, there was a sleeping bag that seemed to have something inside of it. We thought that we could see feet popping out of the bottom, so we slowly closed the door and thought that we should probably just leave in case that was actually someone in there. We headed back downstairs and when we did we noticed that the basement door was slightly open now. We're almost 100% certain too that we had closed it so we just ran for the window. As we were climbing out we heard something smash inside so we started running and we just didn't look back. When I think back to this day now I realize that what we did was pretty stupid. It could have been a very close call with someone dangerous I just finished my shift working as a receptionist for a gym I worked the opening shift so I was there from 4:30 a.m until around 11 a.m I hadn't slept at all the night before so I decided to order an uber so that I could get home as soon as possible When I got into the car, he noticed my uniform and started asking me about my work, my boss, my co-workers, my customers. He kept asking if they were fit and good-looking guys and all that sort of stuff. I'm usually okay with a bit of idle chat with Uber drivers, but these 20 questions were a bit much. He then became insistent that I should use my looks to get promoted by flirting with my boss. Said things like, just promise you'll sleep with him if he gives you a raise and meathead guys are so stupid that they'll do anything for a girl who smiles at them i made a disgusted face and said that i wasn't interested in sleeping with my boss trying to deter the conversation he said you don't actually have to sleep with him just get the raise and then if he tries anything threaten to take him to hr i kept saying that i wouldn't do anything like that and i found that kind of thing inappropriate and he kept insisting that this was the only way to get ahead of my other female co-workers, and if I was a smart woman, I would use the advantages society gave me. At that point, I was completely done listening to him, but wasn't any closer to my home, so I just stopped responding. He then said, Oh, I get it, you're a good girl type. You're probably just waiting for Prince Charming to take interest in you and beg you to marry him, right? Again, I just said nothing. I'm not the type to defend myself to someone that I'll never see again. He then went on this rant about how all marriages are a sham and it's impossible for any human to be monogamous with one person because it's just not in our instincts to only sleep with one person and that I'd be wasting my time being celibate because I should be having sex with as many men as possible since I'm biologically made to breed and take care of children and I'd feel much more fulfilled if I just did that. And yes, this dude actually said all of that out loud. I could barely believe it myself and I was there listening to it. We finally made it to my address though and he turned around and asked if I had an Instagram and if he could follow it and also asked if I would rate him 5 stars. I told him that I didn't have an Instagram and I just got out of the car and kept walking up the street past my house until he drove away. I don't know what this guy's problem was but man he gave off some really creepy and weird vibes. I'm 28 years old, but when I was about 5 years old, my mum and I lived in this duplex that was off a main road and kind of in a bit of a wooded area. We lived on one side and on the other was a woman and her son there. He was studying to be a teacher, I think. My mother had me young, so she was about 25 and this guy was in his early 20s. He would often come and talk to my mum and my mother said that he would ask a lot of questions about me and ask my mother if it would be alright for him to take me for walks in the woods. Obviously my mother always declined, my mother worked in the operating room at the local hospital and was on call a lot so most weekends I just stayed at my grandma's house anyway. But one night while I was at my grandma's house my mum was home alone sleeping and she woke up in the middle of the night and said that she doesn't remember if she heard something or felt someone in the room but she woke up and she could see feet wearing socks sticking out from the end of her bed. She grabbed her bedside lamp and was about to hit the intruder when our neighbor yelled her name and said his name. And he couldn't explain why he was naked and only wearing socks, but he begged my mother to not tell his mother about it. My mother, of course, called the cops. She ended up going to court and making a victim impact statement against this guy because she was terrified that he'd become a teacher and be around children. And she says that she's pretty sure that he was there for me that night and is so happy that I wasn't actually there and we ended up moving immediately after this because she just couldn't stay another night in that house so I've lived in a small town in Kentucky for pretty much my entire life and because of that I've been surrounded by the mountains and the woods for years. My current house has literally nestled into the woods in the middle of nowhere, and thus outdoor activities have taken up a huge chunk of my time, especially in the summer and the fall. I'm in the woods almost daily, hiking to the creeks to fish or meadows to hunt, and I know the woods and trails around my home like the back of my hand. That said, there is definitely something that calls to you while you're in those woods, especially when you're alone and... I've just now realised it after stumbling upon some of these stories. Before I would always just brush it off but nowadays it's really hard for me to ignore it. So my parents began allowing me to hike alone when I was around 13 but I didn't really get into it until about two years later when I was 15. Even then though I wasn't allowed to go very far and I always had to carry a walkie talkie with me so I could contact my family if necessary later, at 17, I'd be allowed to carry a handgun with me, but that's neither here or there. There's some stories that I could tell at that age too, but this one takes place when I was 15. Before I get into it though, I should mention that I have two outside dogs, Max, a black lab, and Bo, a beagle. I've had both since I was very young, and they're super smart dogs, always staying by my side when I'm in the woods too, and they always listen to me until this day that is. So I was hiking a trail that runs up beyond my aunt's house, one that I'd hiked day in and day out, just kind of out and about, enjoying the woods. It was in October so the weather was cool, not hot and I'd been hiking for around an hour at this point. The trail comes out at a spring that runs down from the top of this particular mountain, it hadn't rained lately so the spring was mostly dry and covered in leaves. I remember looking up the mountain, which I'd never hiked to the top of before, and just feeling this strange call. It wasn't really a voice, but it was just kind of an urge that I couldn't ignore. Keep in mind, too, that I'm a very timid person, and hiking unfamiliar trails on my own freaks me out even to this day. But that day, all my fear just had dissipated for some reason. The only way I can really describe it is that all thought of danger just left my head, and I just climbed higher and higher and my dogs followed me. I don't even know how to describe the feeling that came over me but I remember just staring down at my feet and feeling a a peace as I climbed. There was a moment when I paused to look out at the houses below. I'd never been that high up before I remembered and I felt amazed. I took a picture on my phone and then I looked around for my dogs and Bo had already run off and Max was following. I called to them frantically to stop, but they just didn't listen, they disappeared. And at this point, looking down the mountainside, I just suddenly became very afraid. And I looked back uphill and it just came over me again and I kept hiking. I couldn't stop and eventually I heard my walkie-talkie crackle. Everything was distorted and I couldn't make out any of the words. I assume now that I was just out of range for it to pick up, but back then, it really freaked me out. Whatever had come over me lost its hold on my mind though, and my dogs were still gone. Panicked, I began running downhill. It's a wonder I didn't get hurt I was running that quickly. As I neared the wide section of the spring near the bottom, my walkie-talkie picked up and I heard my dogs running downhill behind me. I got home eventually and I mostly just forgot about. it. I just told myself that I'd almost been lost and to just be more careful. But flash forward many years to now though and I still hike, I commented a short version of this second story in another place but I'll add it here too. So at this point Max is very old and no longer hikes with me so it's just me and Bo. Last year I hiked up to a cave behind my house as I've done a million times before and then I started following a trail that... I'd never fully explored, just kind of out of curiosity. Beau was ahead of me per usual, but when I called her back, she came. We hiked for the better part of 45 minutes, following a, a pretty simple trail, and then I figured I'd better be heading back because it was beginning to get dark. And yet, I just couldn't stop. I kept telling myself that I'd just go a little bit further, see just a little bit more, and I remember looking back down at my feet, just like before and listening to the silence of the woods around me, and just feeling that same peace again. It felt so easy to just keep going deeper and deeper, and so difficult to just turn around. Bo must have felt the call too, because even after I did break out of it, and turned around, only after stumbling on a route, and then called back to her, she just wouldn't stop. I had to actually catch up with her, and physically turn her around, and put her before me so that she would follow me again. Now, I don't really know what the heck is going on out in those woods, but it's been on my mind a lot lately. I mean, what if I hadn't actually stumbled on that route? Or what if my mum hadn't decided to contact me on that static radio at that moment? How deep would I have actually hiked? And what was waiting for me in those depths? I don't know what's out there, but I know this. Those woods, they call to us. This happened about uh, 10 odd years ago, but I remember it like it was yesterday. So, uh, I lived with my boyfriend back then in a single-story terraced house. The front of this house is facing a small field, and beyond the field is a forest. And our room is adjacent to the front door, and so we have a window in our room which faces the field and the forest. In our room, our bed is placed beside the window in a way that the field and the forest is to our left side one night we're sleeping soundly when i suddenly was just jolted awake for no reason at all usually when you're jolted awake suddenly in the middle of your sleep you feel kind of confused and groggy and fall right back to sleep and probably don't remember that you woke up at all but when i was jolted awake that night i remember very clearly that i was wide awake straight away and i'm really alert of my surroundings and remember finding it very strange why i suddenly was just so awake And I glanced at the clock, remembering the time was 3am, the 3am and the dot in fact, and my boyfriend is still sleeping soundly beside me. Then, as I lie back down to try to go back to sleep, is when I heard this loud, eerie, unearthly screeching woman voice coming from the forest or the field, or somewhere in that direction. I can't really explain how it sounds like, but it was very, very unsettling, unlike anything that I've ever heard before in my life. It started from the field, my left side, and continued on coming nearer towards our house. But then, the strangest thing happens. It goes over our house and then slowly faded away as it goes further away at my right side. And a second after the screeching voice stopped, all of the dogs in our neighborhood just started howling at the same time. I was frozen in fear and my mind just couldn't comprehend what the hell I just heard. And eventually, I just kind of laid there and... fell back to sleep. My boyfriend never awoke from the sound and the next morning I asked him if he actually heard anything strange during the night and he said no and that he slept soundly throughout the night. Until now I really can't explain what I heard that night but the fact that the dog started howling at the same time makes me confident that I actually heard something which is really creepy. Also for the people who are going to say inevitably that it was a fox, it's definitely not because I'm from Malaysia and we don't have foxes here. It was definitely not a mountain lion too and also when I mentioned forest it's more like a small wooded area. It's a bit of a bad description but it's the best that I can think of but beyond the wooded area are even more houses so this wooded area is actually kind of surrounded by houses. I actually live in a city and what I heard sounded nothing like all the videos that people have sent me before and whatever it was it was screeching for a good five to eight seconds just non-stop and very clearly too because the sound in the air just flew right over my roof above my head so I'm a light sleeper and the softest noises will have me up and awake. My girlfriend experiencing her second nightmare of the night was softly moaning so I turned over in my bed to gently wake her up but that's when I noticed her standing by the window that is set up near her side of the bed facing a mirror that is on the adjacent wall. I couldn't make out any particular features besides her very distinguishable messy bun that she had worn to bed as it was pretty dark in my room and there was not a lot of light shining through the closed blinds of the window but I realized that something was still very off as I would have definitely noticed if she would have gotten out of bed. I stared at what I thought to be my girlfriend and I didn't move or make any sounds but I could still hear the sounds of my girlfriend having a nightmare and suddenly realized that she was actually right next to me laying in the bed. At that very terrifying realization I said what the hell and quickly reached to turn my lamp But as soon as the light came on, the figure just vanished. So I turned my focus to my girlfriend who was just waking up from her nightmare, calming her down and explaining what I had just saw. And now we're awake just searching the internet and trying to think of a rational explanation besides sleep paralysis because I was definitely awake at the time that I spotted the figure. My girlfriend is joking that we need a blessing of the house because yes, it's haunted We've both experienced strange things happening since I moved into this house last year, but it was built in 2006, so it's not that old. Also, a few months ago, she, despite being a very rational individual, also heard male voices laughing, whispering, and thumping sounds coming outside of my kitchen window when I was away on a business trip and almost called the cops that day despite me having a state-of-the-art security system and there being no sign of anyone being in the house with her besides my dog who was asleep at her feet. I've also experienced finding doors open in my home that I know for an absolute fact that I had shut before. My house just doesn't feel organized unless all the doors are shut so this was pretty unsettling to me. My fire alarm went off as well, one beep, despite there being no fire and having new batteries. I don't know, do you guys have any ideas about what might be going on? We're both minor believers of the paranormal, but want to find a rational explanation as to what these experiences were and especially curious as to what the figure by my window could have been. Does this mean that I have two girlfriends now? I'm actually going to a church tomorrow too and I'm going to ask a priest if they can bless my house. I hung across next to my window too where I saw it standing but thinking more and more about everything my dog was actually whining most of that night. My girlfriend's puppy is still in training so we have her puppy in a crate and my dog was sleeping in the hallway. Oh and uh, on our drive home from dinner I remember that I had two other experiences like this when I was a little kid. A brief overview but I woke up in the middle of the night and got out of bed to use the bathroom. I stopped in my doorway and looked to my left and my sister was in her doorway and my dad came sprinting around the corner. I got pushed back into my room by this thing and I saw it run downstairs. A few months after that I was visiting family in Ohio and we went for a walk. I was just kind of straggling behind and I looked over my shoulder and on the top of the hill I saw the same thing. It had the silhouette of a human, but there was just absolutely no color to it, like it was completely solid black, and last night was the first time that I've seen this thing since I was a kid. My mum's side of the family used to have a small cabin in the woods in the Pecono Mountains surrounded by trees, but... It wasn't like a fancy cabin or anything with a hot tub, more like a a very small hunting cabin built by my late grandfather and my uncles as well. It had a small porch with a picnic bench, a gravel lot to park in and maybe 15 feet away a nice sized fire pit with a bench and a few logs around it. The driveway was a very long drive up the side of a mountain off a very secluded highway. The house was small but the land they owned was pretty big We had a neighbor too but he was maybe uh, half a mile away maybe a bit closer I'm not too sure but we couldn't see them through the woods and rarely heard them except for maybe some gunshots during hunting season. You could hear the occasional car on the highway but otherwise the house was just kind of in the middle of nowhere. So uh, we used to always spend time up there when we were younger with all of our cousins however just me and my family would go up every once in a while in the summer too we would go hiking and visit the local amusement park and have big bonfires and roast marshmallows and cook burgers and at night we would walk further down the driveway towards the highway where the trees weren't as close together so we could see the stars and without all that light pollution you could seriously see just about everything and all in all it was just a great time anyway so one summer when i was maybe 13 our family of five took a trip up there my family being me my two older sisters my mum, and my dad i used to be still am afraid of the dark and especially the woods and especially the woods in the dark so i would really only go outside if one of my siblings or parents were with me which they usually were now one night we light the bonfire and we're talking and roasting marshmallows and enjoying the summer night I was pretty tired from whatever we had done earlier in the day so I decided to join my mom inside on the couch. I ended up falling asleep in the living room. I woke up I can only assume a few hours later. Upset that I fell asleep and missed the rest of the fire I pulled aside the curtains to check if anyone was still outside. From the window I can see the fire pit clearly still ablaze and what I assume is my dad sitting on the bench by himself out there not wanting my dad to be alone I decided that I would go and join him. Now I am not lying when I say that I sincerely hate the dark. Even though the fire pit wasn't terribly far that walk still felt long in the pitch black. I don't know what possessed me to go outside without looking for any other members of my family or even checking the time but I opened the door and my step out onto the porch and called to my dad to ask why he's still there. The pit was maybe 15-20 feet away but He would have heard me in the night for sure. I can clearly see the fire pit and I can clearly see my dad even though he was sitting on the bench on the opposite side of the fire. Confused though I start to walk down the steps and then slowly towards the fire pit asking my dad why he wasn't responding. As I get closer and as I keep calling for him I realize that while I should be hearing the roar of the fire there's just absolute and complete ringing silence. And then I noticed that there's no one sitting on the bench anymore. At this point, I'm only a few feet away from the fire and the bench. My blood immediately turned ice cold and I whipped around and sprinted back up to the house, not daring to stop or look behind me. I locked the door and ran into my dad's bedroom, only to find him under his blankets asleep. I didn't want to wake him up to let him know how stupid I was, but I just crawled under the covers beside him and I prayed to just fall asleep. The next morning I told my parents what happened. My mum keeps telling me that it was just a dream but I woke up from a dream on the couch right before and then went outside when this all happened. I used to have the same reoccurring dream every time that we went up to that cabin and I would only have that dream when I was at the cabin. I specifically remember having this very same dream again and then waking up on the couch. This same creepy dream is the same reason I always slept next to my dad any time that we stayed at the mountains too. I never felt safe sleeping by myself. That meant that my mum would share a bed with my older sister. They both snored so it was fine. But my dad tells me that it's just not possible because he always deadbolts the door before he goes to sleep. and There was no way that I would have been able to push the deadbolt open without waking him up. And two, because... He always puts the fire out before bed as well. Basic fire safety, which I get. All I know is that I know what I saw and I know that it wasn't a dream. And All I can hope for is that you guys also don't think that I'm crazy. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family, and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one.